Welcome to the Developer Stories Podcast, where you'll find interviews with full-stack developers in web, blockchain, and software engineering, covering topics such as how they got into development, tech stack, current site projects, and their tech trend predictions. Hi, and welcome. In this episode, we hear from Lars Larsen, a marketer and Google ad specialist who is also a self-taught developer. We discuss how he got interested in code and how he's built his own internal tools for his marketing business. Yeah, I mean, well, self-taught, I guess, is kind of a misnomer. I mean, um, in the sense that, I mean, I haven't taken a degree, but I mean, obviously, I haven't, uh, I don't read the documentation. I, I take like, <laughs> I take like online courses and stuff. So that's kind of, that's kind of my my entry into uh, into coding. Like a lot of your yeah, Udemy, uh, YouTube, obviously, uh, is a crazy crazy resource for for coding. Um, also, I follow a, pe- a few people on, uh, on on Twitter. Um, a guy called Where's Boz. He has some really good uh, course material, in particular around the JavaScript. So, yeah, I've been kind of taking taking many different types of courses, whatever kind of interests me. Um, it kind of generally revolves around uh, like a problem I need to solve, and then I kind of see okay, what what's out there, and then yeah, just kind of watch a, a tutorial uh, and see what uh, how yeah how, how far it can get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Uh, Wazebuzz is like he's got a really good material here, like on JavaScript and, and... yeah, exactly. He's very well produced. He's 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 pretty, he's pretty cool. And like, when was the first time you, you you kind of was your first use case where you thought, oh, this is going to be valuable, where you could use it for was something that you were working with, you know, not not just a fun project you were building, but like a, a real kind of use case you thought with the place you were maybe working or? Well, I, I could see it like, like a, I could see it already at university when I was like going to these like these startup boot camps, like people would like build stuff. And I was like, yeah, always like on the periphery because I couldn't really code. And then the first time I actually saw like like a like a practical work situation where I could, where I could uh, where I saw like the opportunities was like when I was in Malaysia working for this online marketing agency, and uh, this, this 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 French guy he he had written some like the VBA code uh, in Excel, and um, he was basically like automating all the campaign generation for for Google Ads, and I was like this is I was like holy shit this is like crazy, because um, like if you had to do it manually it would take like hours and he was basically doing it in like seconds and i was like okay this is pretty pretty sick so then i was like okay i need to i need to learn how to do this and then so that was like my first kind of like i guess my, my gateway drug into coding was like yeah. vba in a, in, a, in a sense um <laughs> but, but vba wasn't very practical because it was like you have to like yeah you have to run uh you have to run macros on, 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 on an excel file um and I was like, I need something on the web. Like, you want to be able to access it, like wherever you are, like on a, on a URL. And so yeah. that, that kind of meant, like, okay, web development. So then I kind of got into into um, into JavaScript and yeah, HTML, CSS. Yeah, it's funny how Excel is kind of like for some people is like a like you say gateway drug, like almost as well into into like becoming more, you know, like either learning coding or like or learning a programming language, or because it's like just becoming a super super advanced like Excel wizard, right? And then, like, and the next thing you find yourself like in learn, trying to learn Python or something, like. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think actually Excel is probably one of the. It, I mean, it is a it is a platform. It's a, it's a it's a programming it's a development platform. It's a programming platform. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you evaluate functions, but and the good thing about Excel, right, is that it evaluates in real time, so like you get instant feedback. And that's the one thing about I think coding that's probably one of the hardest things is is this feedback loop. 
like it's very easy to um to to do to do like debugging in uh, Excel because yeah. you get the feedback instantly. Whereas it can be much more difficult to do that in um like yeah, if you're building like a, a, a like a web app, you need to have a server running, you need to have like a, an API to make requests, you need to like have some data. So like there's a lot of moving parts when building a web app. Whereas in Excel, you can basically have like your data all in one sheet, right? So yeah. I mean, Excel is actually a very good way to understand programming by fundamentals, input, output, data types. Um, so I think that's always a good way to start in a sense, uh, learning how to code. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that makes sense. It's like a little dashboard of like, like, a, like a playground or like a, yeah, exactly. like a, like a controlled playground. <laughs> like a, yeah. You can make yourself a, a, like a personal budget as well out of it. Like there's a use case for it in your personal life as well. Like, in a way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there's many, many, many web apps could actually be just Excel applications, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or, or, a, or a Google Sheet in a sense. Yeah. But that's that's what you were speaking about earlier when you mentioned Peter Levels when we were chatting. Like the, um, I read an article the other day actually, like where that Nomad List site that he made uh, wasn't that originally like an Excel, just like an Excel uh, document or something like an Excel sheet. I think that people were. Uh, had open access to, and they could like, add cities like uh, that they visited, and then because he, he, he exactly he started it as a he just he just created a Google Sheet, and then he just gave like, public access to everyone. I think uh, I can't remember the exact like origin story, but yeah, I think it was like he wrote on Twitter like he was going to compile a list of all the best like places to, to to be as a nomad and and prices and stuff, and that's basically how it started as a as a massive Excel open source Excel Excel file. Or a Google Sheet document, which is which is like in a way like also like inspiring. You can make something like that starts as an Excel sheet, and the next thing it's like a full blown app. Like, right. yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the big thing about about him, right, is, is the community that he built around it. I mean, yeah, true. Like, uh, without 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 the users, there's there's no product. But he was able to kind of he's able to he's been able to build a lot of community around um, around the product. I think that's also a lot of what like these independent developers, also like like where's boss? I mean, they kind of basically they build up a, a community right uh, around their content, and then they and then they start selling like they, they create value and then they sell afterwards. Yeah. So like many of these people, they have like I don't know years and hundreds of hours of, of free YouTube content. Yeah. Which they then monetize like later when they kind of build trust with the community and and then they can kind of ask, okay, I'm building this course, and then people people kind of respond and, and support the work, which is very cool. Yeah. True. And like going back to, to, to your early days of when you started first learning how, like a uh, programming language, um, mm -hmm. what, what was the first language that you, that you decided to learn? And like, what, what were some like roadblocks you hit along when you started learning it? Well, the first was, uh, was VBA. Um, I was kind of, yeah, that was in connection with this, uh, this, like this macro that the guy had, this guy had, had built, but okay. then I, I, I took up uh, JavaScript and that was primarily because uh, when working with uh, with Google Ads, there was this um, you could write Google Ads you could you could write scripts to interact with your campaigns. So I kind of I I, I was like not forced, but yeah, I saw an opportunity to be able to write write JavaScript that could then help me with uh, with campaign automation. So then I started basically writing these like simple Google Ads scripts, which could, which could then run on on Google's yeah could run on an account level, for example, Google Ads account, and then do certain things like automate reporting or activate campaigns. So that was basically how I kind of got into it because, yeah, I was yeah I wasn't forced to learn Google, Google JavaScript, but like the whole scripting the whole scripting infrastructure within Google Ads is built yeah. around JavaScript. So that was basically the, the natural thing for me to to learn at the time. Okay, cool. 
and that because that's I mean yeah. that's what you primarily primarily you're, you're you're in marketing and like the, the are a lot of other people doing it in the industry as well like have, the, have you come across anyone else like learning JavaScript on the side and like who, who are primarily marketers you know like say like uh, people that are define themselves as like digital conversion specialists or growth marketers like do, do you think secretively like a lot of them know like JavaScript in the in their back pocket or? I think. I think some of the, I think the best ones do, like also in terms of like SEO, a lot of the best SEOs, I think are also very like highly technical. Okay. Um, but, but also the best marketing, the best marketing agencies, there's a, a British, a British based or London based agency called the Brain Labs. Yeah. Um, and I think they're basically probably like, I would, I would say one of the best marketing agencies in the world now. And they basically, I mean, they, they program everything. They built their own suite of software, um, create, create their own scripts. I, I think they, they basically, yeah, basically automates everything that can be automated gets automated with Google Ads. So they they basically built the whole software suite on top of Google Ads API. Um, and I think all the best all the best agencies have to do that because doing stuff manually just doesn't make sense for many many tasks. Or at least I mean you can do it manually, but you're just far more effective if you can do it uh, if you can automate the process. Yeah, true. Yeah, I suppose yeah. like that's the that's the beauty of things when you can just automate everything. Hey, like. Or, or or you spend like uh, copious amounts of hours like trying to automate it, and then it, it takes too long that you could have actually <laughs> just done it in the first place. Like, well, exactly. That's the kind of the balance, right? Like to figure out, like, well, if if there's a task that can be done or that gets done a lot, then it's kind of a natural candidate to be to be automated away. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like the nature of, of Google Ads is is very. Um, I mean, it's it's very. Um, it's what's the word? It's 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 kind of um, it's it's very structured. Like if you, you can work with it in a very structured way, so the, the the problem the problem space is very limited. You have there's, a, there's very few things actually that need to be done. So if you if you understand these things, um, you can basically like automate it and create right rules and 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 yeah algorithms to basically automate a lot of the work for you. Yeah. yeah. And like, are you working with any software or or at the moment, um, or like do you do you maybe have like an app that you that you were uh, a favorite app at the moment that you that you like specifically like either admiring the technology that they've been using or or just a, that it's super useful for you or, or any software in like your in the, in your in the business realm like that you're working with in your company is there is there anything that specifically stands out for you at the moment or um well there's a few i mean there's quite a few tools actually i mean um there's there's lots of different like again very very marketing specific google ad specific software that we use um like we use a feed management tool called the Daily Feed Watch. There's a campaign optimization tool called Optimizer. Um, and then I've also built my own my own tools to kind of to do like keyword analysis and to do campaign generation. So it's a combination of of like third party tools and also our own uh, our own internal tools which we build. Okay, and the ones you built yourself? Did you did you are they are they running? Uh, are they kind of do you have users using them, or is it mostly just you within the company using them, or it's just internal tools? Okay. Yeah, so I just built we built some web apps which we host on uh, on Heroku, and then we just uh, yeah just host them there. It, it works pretty well for us. Oh, nice! And they built in JavaScript, or or yeah. So these are these are Node applications uh, where we have a view on the front end and with a, with a Node a Node backend and uh, MongoDB. That's quite like a. That's quite a. Yeah, that's quite a common stack when working with uh, with JavaScript. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, this bootcamp that I'm doing right now. They're focusing on exactly that stack. Yeah, how have you found working mm -hmm. with MongoDB? 
it's quite useful. And... Oh, it's very, yeah, it's super nice. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of, I mean, it's, it makes sense when you're working with JavaScript because you have this. It's basically like a, an object, right? You're working with yeah, with like with with with, with um, basically, basically JSON. So it's it's kind of intuitive when you when you work with um, with the back end. It often kind of reflects the front end. So it's it's kind of easy to to take the manipulation because um, it kind of maps one to one with the back end or the database. Yeah. So it's, it's it's very intuitive to work with. At least I find it very intuitive to work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, yeah. do, you, do you have any future projects that you that you're looking at building, or or even if they're like personal projects, not not specifically for your business? Um, well, right now most of my projects are kind of <laughs> related to the business. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we have. A, I mean, we have a whole bunch of, of projects. I mean, call them projects. They're they're basically like I would say like little like functions, functionality in okay. terms of. So we have we have like we built like. A, it's basically like a, we call it the, the marketing machine. Okay. <laughs> so it's just like a basically it's it's basically a list of, of different functions. So like one does keyword analysis, one does like some basic web scraping, one does um, does like some um, reporting. So we kind of combine different functions into this this this, this like yeah, marketing machine, and then we just constantly add new new functionality to it. Okay, and then would you like test that? Uh, on like uh, specific clients before you like use it on all clients or the, or you, you're planning on using it only like with certain clients or is it like uh, well the tools or? aren't actually you know, the, the tools don't I mean they don't actually interact directly with the clients like accounts it's more like for analysis and, and reporting okay so okay. It's, it's not actually like but we, we also write scripts so like we have a whole, whole bunch of scripts that we run on our clients accounts as well but that that's I wouldn't that hasn't been kind of built into a separate product Whereas the, uh, the the internal tools, these are hosted on like yeah on, on Heroku as a, as a web web app. Okay, okay, yeah. that's cool. And and most of the clients you work with are they are they is it Danish Danish websites or are you working with with websites like are they international websites? In it's yeah, it's it's primarily Danish, um, like small uh, small businesses, uh, web shops, um, people in the trades like carpenters. Um, uh, but primarily, uh, primarily web shops. Yeah. Okay. So you've been dealing with like uh, kind of marketing and internet, like the governance, but like based in Europe, right? Like the the that that's your kind of. Have you hit any hurdles and stuff with with that, or is it pretty straightforward at the moment? Still doing working with. You're talking in Europe? terms of the whole GD. Are you talking in terms of GDPR or what? Yeah, that the GDPR and like and like just working with European clients, like or Danish clients, like you know, like the. Uh, it seems like there's a different, you know, if you work with like an American website uh, or like a South African website or a, I guess all depending on what industry you work in as well, everyone has different goals. But um, there's different, you know, like the consumption of web content and, and you know, like buy, buying online is, is different in each country. I, I was just wondering if it was like if their goals are maybe different towards to what you've perceived or it's pretty straightforward, like. Uh, no, I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I think in in Denmark, we, I mean, there is, at least in terms of our clients, there's like two main platforms people use. It's like Shopify okay. and, and WooCommerce or, or WordPress. Um, so that's, I think that's kind of. So in that sense, I guess the the Danish the Danish landscape is quite simple actually. Um, I know in, I mean, yeah, some countries have their own like, I don't know, kind of like home homegrown or, or like local local versions. But I, yeah. I mean, we find that. Like I mean, most people choose like the stand, industry standard stuff, like Shopify, uh, WooCommerce, 
a few people use um, uh, Magento, uh, but primarily it's, it's Shopify and more and more so people just jump in on Shopify because it's so easy to, to work with. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's yeah. crazy how big Shopify has become. Hey, have, you, have you had to do like, like custom stuff in Shopify or, or do, you, do you leave that to... No, we do. Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't actually work with. We don't. We don't build web shops. We we, we focus on on the marketing side. Okay. But um, we've seen a lot of people move to Shopify. Um, and I think the, the main reason is because you don't have to deal with the server. Like WooCommerce can be a, or WordPress can be an absolute nightmare because you have to maintain the server yourself. Yeah. Um, and that creates a lot of a lot of headaches for 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 people. So we just had a client recently. They shifted from WooCommerce to Shopify, and yeah, he's super happy. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> you. You, you, were, you were spending so much time like 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 uh, hacking on on apps and trying to get the server to run faster and optimizing page speed and then he shifted he, he switched to shopify and then we looked at his analytics page speed report yeah and it, like his, his, his page speed increased or dropped from four seconds to two seconds basically overnight by sh- shifting to shopify that's great and um, so yeah he was yeah so <laughs> that's the thing is like uh, as well when it seems like it's going to be so simple with you know if you're just going to start wordpress or something and then it's, it ends up being way more complex like if you're not used to if you don't come from a technical background or you've never set up a website or something before and then, and then you like so i think it seems like shopify is doing so well with 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 doing it like making it really easy and, and also seeing you know when you see the template and then you you you, in, you kind of integrate it and set it up it's it's most of the time in shopify it seems like it it, it happens the way it, it seemed like it was going to happen, but then, you know, like how you were hoping yeah. for it to work. But then WordPress, it's, sometimes it's a different story. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, WordPress is obviously, it's open source, right? So there's a, like the, there's a, there's a whole, it's, I mean, it's, again, it's this kind of this tension between open source and, and, and kind of private, right? Shopify is very locked, very close to the system. Yeah. And the app store is extremely, it's extremely like, very well monitored or highly monitored. Everything has to get vetted before they get into the app store. So that means that the quality of the apps in, in the Shopify app store is, is much higher. Like there's a lot of crap in, in, in WooCommerce or WordPress because it's open source, right? So yeah. there's a lot of issues with security. Um, and I guess, I mean, obviously all these issues can be solved with apps, but if you're like a small business owner starting out, like nobody thinks about these things. They just think about, okay, it's free. So they, they start WordPress, but then they end up realizing like as they go, as they go along, okay, I'm getting hacked or <laughs> I yeah. can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. So I think for many people, it, it becomes quite difficult to, to scale with WordPress because they don't have the technical ability. Yeah, um, but I'm sure some people probably disagree with that. But uh, at least in, in terms of my experience with like web shop owners, like um, Shopify has been a far, far easier solution for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And mm-hmm. if you, if you could go back and start learning if you went back and you started learning coding again like would you have done anything different like in with just in, in terms of your learning experience like would you have approached it differently would you have started with a different language or be pretty happy with your kind of learning learning to code journey well i think i would have definitely wanted to start earlier i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i think also what what well it's kind of interesting because it's um it's it's kind of difficult yeah i mean I remember like taking some courses and uh, like, I remember taking uh, one of yeah, Wes Boss's courses in the beginning, like, quite early on in my, in my career. Yeah. And uh, like, it was like so much of the stuff didn't make any sense to me. And then when I, when I go back now and I look at it, it's so simple. Um, it's kind of an interesting, that, that transition was quite interesting because at the time it seemed like, okay, none, none of it made sense. I didn't really understand what was happening. But then as you 
as you work with it and you spend more time, it just it becomes kind of natural. So I would say like the most important thing is just to just to build stuff. I mean, it doesn't matter what you choose. Like if it's Ruby on Rails, if it's Python, if it's if it's uh, PHP. I mean, the most important thing is just to build because yeah, that's how you learn. In the, in, at the yeah. end of the day, so much of, of of web development is experience. I mean, um, there's this interesting, I guess, this interesting like dynamic between like computer science and web development. And of course, web web development is built upon computer science, like fundamentally. But yeah. a lot of what computer science has to offer is not really relevant for web development in terms yeah. of the actual day-to-day stuff. And a lot of that only comes about by experience and and having actually sit sat with the code or sat with the web shop. So some it's, it's so important that you that if you want to learn that you actually do stuff. So mm-hmm. I think the biggest the biggest hurdle for me was was getting stuff on on the web, right? Like you 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 spin up a local server, but then it's like, well, how do I actually get this onto the web? Um, yeah. So that for me was probably one of the hardest things. Like in the beginning, it was like, well, okay, well now I have this like local host running. How do I get it onto like not local host? <laughs> how do I get <laughs> yeah. it out into the? <laughs> how do yeah. I get it out into the wild? And yeah. That's obviously where like where where, where Amazon and, and Google uh, Google um, Google Cloud and all these these cloud software services have been amazing because you can basically just do a git commit to a, a cloud provider and you can be live with the website. I mean, I think one of the most amazing things is if you you can basically literally now with with Heroku you can have an HTML site up and running in like five seconds with like one, one command. You can have a website r- r- live, right? Which is yeah. pretty amazing. It's crazy. So hey. that's uh, yeah. So that for me is like the most important thing. I think, or it was like yeah, it's build stuff, practice as much as you can, and uh, yeah, that's that's probably, that's probably the best thing for me. Or that's probably would be the best thing is like to to build projects. Yeah, it's like just have ideas. If you have ideas, try and build them. Right, that's the, that's the, that's yeah. the way you learn the best. Yeah, it's true. Like, well, those fundamental concepts start making sense once you once you've actually started building some stuff. And even if you like, oh, well, I just my my experience, I found that even where I didn't understand it, like at the moment when whilst doing it, and then you went back to like you know some earlier, like say like basic Java JavaScript principles you were learning, and then you're like, oh, that's yeah. what that does. Like you know, but but initially when you were learning it, you know, just learning like what a variable is and, you know, like learning arrays or something, then it doesn't make sense, you know, until you start using it. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is what actually yeah, exactly. happened. I mean, I, I think actually what was kind of, what's kind of interesting, or what, what kind of, I guess, confused me was that like when you, when you build or when you work with like a framework, for example, you might choose like the MVC. I don't know if you heard about the MVC pattern, model view controller. Okay. That's, that's kind of like a quite a typical pattern when building node applications or also like Ruby applications, yeah. Ruby and Rails. It's like you, but you, what you end up doing is that you end up abstracting a lot of the logic out to separate files, and, and it makes sense in terms of of structure, but it kind of it can create this like this this confusion because at the end of the day, you have you only have one file. I mean, code runs top to bottom. Yeah. In a, in a sense, and for me that was kind of confusing. It's like like all these import statements and like what goes where, and that's again coming back to Peter Levels, right? He has like this one index of PHP file. Because that's exactly at the end of the day what happens. You compile everything into one file, and the code just runs top to bottom, right? Yeah. Um, in, in, so that for me was also kind of like an aha moment. Was realizing okay, like things basically run in a single file at the end of the day. Everything gets compiled into one file. Um, okay. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a light bulb moment. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. 
And then maybe last question we can uh, we can finish up finish off because I know you got to go to squash later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is um, maybe a bit more of a, a, a kind of a less intense one. Um, what kind of trends in web development or even in marketing or or code related are you excited about or have you come across at the moment? I know, I know cloud. A lot of people say cloud computing or machine learning, but like, I don't know if you've come across anything at the moment that 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 you're keeping your eye on, that you're excited about, besides cryptocurrencies? <laughs> <laughs> besides crypto, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, crypto, yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, nothing, nothing, I mean, nothing new in particular. I mean, I, I think it's more just like this realization that, like, you shouldn't, I mean, it's obviously, it's obviously nice to, to have, like, efficient tools and to have, like, the latest stuff but at the end of the day, I think the most important realization is like, is like, learn the tool, like choose a tool and learn the tool and be good at the tool. It's like, I mean, it's like being a musician, right? Like if you want to be like good at guitar, it's like learn how to play, like one, like learn how to play guitar. Like don't learn how to play like the piano and then some, some banjo and then a bit of drums. It's like, if you cannot, if you cannot master the tools, you will not, you won't be a good developer. Yeah. So if you master the tools of PHP or Ruby or whatever, you will be, a, you'll become a good developer. Um, so I think the important thing is just to like choose something that makes sense to you and then just spend time and, and, and master the tools. Because again, at the end of the day, if you can master, if you can master the tool, like if you can master JavaScript, again, for, for most problems, like for most real world web application problems, it doesn't matter what you, what you work with. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's so much like, like, I don't know, like orthodoxy and in, in, in the, in the community, people get like, so like, I don't know what the word is, like, so like. Um, so like hostile to other technologies and stuff. At the end mm. of the day, it's about building stuff and, and making stuff that works. So as long as like you, you, the user doesn't care about like what your stack is, like the user cares like okay, can I log in? Does it work? Like yeah. no one's checking your your source code and being like, oh my goodness, this guy's using this not like in this PHP file. I can't believe it. Like I can't use this product. Yeah. Nobody cares about that stuff. Only only developers care about it. <laughs> yeah. and, at the end of the day, like it's about like the product you build and can you build users around it, right? Like. Like yeah, I mean, like if if you want to if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a maker, like it's about building the products, having the community, like making money, like providing value and then monetizing the value. How you do it at the back end is is irrelevant. Yeah, so I think that's that's kind of like the most important thing. I mean, I saw that there was this, there was a pretty cool meme I saw like on on Twitter a while back. It was like it was this um this this path between like the project starting and and the goal, and then on the on the on the side was like a shortcut to like a JavaScript framework. But at the end, the guy ended up coming back to the vanilla JavaScript because these, these, all these like detours or shortcuts end up kind of making things more complicated. Yeah. So I would say like, just focus on, on mastering the tools and then, um, yeah, both stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. No, that's, yeah. That makes sense though. I guess it's like that uh, tutorial kind of rabbit hole that you sometimes get into as well with learning and like or, or on YouTube exactly. especially where, yeah, then you yeah. end up like, not learning the fun fundamentals of one thing because you went into oh no I need to learn this framework and this framework this framework. Really. Yeah, I mean of course there's a, there's a practical consideration in terms of what are people hiring for. I mean people obviously people need need view developers or React developers or mm. or um, yeah whatever it is right. But again if if you understand how to code like fundamentally it doesn't matter then what you have to learn. So like once you understand the fundamentals you'll be able to you'll be able to learn uh, React. You'll be able to learn Vue.js. But it's important that you also kind of that you master one of them first before 
yeah, been able to master all of them. It's it's about focus, I think, at the end of the day. If you found this episode useful, please subscribe for updates on new releases. And if you have any questions for developers, send them to at NewMockDev on Twitter. <laughs>